0: Yeah. What up? Oh,
1: yo. Bell, Guys, welcome to the pure progress lifestyle. Where the only thing that matters is progress. Alright, today I'm joined by a special guest name is Sharney. Sharney, I feel like I uh we're introducing you I feel like I mean because you got such an impressive resume here I feel like <laughs> president of the United States has been left off here <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's next that's next <laughs> oh okay
1: all right I just want to make sure all right so not only are you a certified life transformation coach but you're a business mentor international yoga teacher speaker author retreat facilitator with 16 plus years of experience in the wellness industry. And so I feel like that's why um, President of the United States should be next.
0: Okay, thank you. I'll put that on my list.
1: So without, um, I really want to get like into this big topic right away because it's such a huge topic that I feel like it's over-talked about, but very misunderstood. And that's the topic of burnout. What's your experience with that?
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm glad we've got some time to talk about it because it's quite a long story in my yeah. side. But my experience, I've been through two major burnouts in my life. What I would classify as major burnouts. And what a lot of people don't realize is, that, and I was actually looking at some stats before we, we came on the call and just doing some research. And apparently now, it's um, let me just make sure I get it right. The 89% of workers are, have experienced burnout in the last year. Mm. But that's work that's like workplace burnout. And apparently the burnout rate is at fifty nine percent at the moment. That was two thousand and twenty two. It had gone up thirteen percent from the year before. So this is like this is really real. But how do you define burnout? I think that's what's always the most challenging because everyone's like, Oh, I'm feeling burnt out. But what is that actually? Mm. And what I discovered in my experience is that there's different versions of it. And most people just see it as a like a physical And maybe mental burnout and that's in the workplace. But my first experience of burnout was actually emotional burnout. Mm. And I feel like that's not really covered or discussed a lot in the, you know, in the, the world nowadays. And my, that experience was mainly because of my, my husband at the time ex-husband now he was diagnosed with bipolar two years into our marriage Mm -hmm. so it was working a lot with that mental illness and how to support him on his journey how to get him healthy just navigating what that was like being the the partner on the receiving end of all of that and so just me as a human being I've got a you know very much an empath so I want to obviously make sure he's okay and that he's cared for and that he's happy and I landed up totally losing myself in that situation because I was so busy looking after somebody else. And so in that experience, it was a lot of, a lot of, and I don't really like saying this word, but there was a lot of emotional abuse in that situation as well. And that I was experiencing and, and having to deal with. And so my, my health just totally declined. And when I was chatting to a healer, because I was, I'm always a go the natural route first kind of person. So was seeing all naturopaths and homeopaths. And I remember one of my healers saying to me that my adrenals had totally shut down and they weren't really? even functioning anymore. Yeah. Very scary. And she said, if I didn't change my stress levels, that I would land up with some kind of irreversible disease like um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, she said. And she said she sees it a lot in those stressed out businessmen that they, they just push and, push and push and push and push and eventually land up with this irreversible disease. And that you, was a big wake you, up call.
1: Real quick. Sorry. Do you mind if I stop you real quick? Yeah. I just kind of ask, of course. what are some of the uh, signs and symptoms of um, adrenal shutdown?
0: Like I said, there's just there's so many different ways of looking at it and adrenal fatigue is what I was also diagnosed the second time I was burnt out. So that's right. that was like the kind of like the medical term from one of my, my doctors. And it's just for me it was at the second time was more now mental and physical because I was working myself too hard. Um that was very much I couldn't wake up and I couldn't get out of bed. So actually Mm -hmm. both times can't get out of bed. You have such debilitating fatigue that you just can't function. Mm. A lot of brain fog, a lot of, um, like just emotionally all over the place, crying all the time, feeling like I wasn't worthy. Like I'm not good enough, which I mean is, is I think a lot of people are dealing with that anyway, in general. So I'm not to say that's just because you burnt out, but, um, yeah, adrenal fatigue specifically is that your your adrenals aren't functioning anymore. So you're not, and that your adrenals are really attached to the kidneys as well. And in traditional Chinese medicine, which is what I really um, bring in, one of the ancient healing tools I bring into my, my program is um, looking at the kidneys. And the kidneys is your, they're your battery. You are kind of like your batteries of your body. They recharge you, and if you're, if that's not functioning, if your adrenals aren't functioning, then it means that you're not actually your body's not able to recharge properly, and so you're totally out of balance and totally out of whack, and you just cannot literally. Walk. I remember having not being able to walk up the hill without feeling like I was going to faint or I was going to pass out. Like I literally mm-hmm. had that nauseous feeling. You mm-hmm. know that feeling where you um, got a bit of motion sickness, or you, you know, you're in the car in the back seat and you're like, oh, I feel quite ill. I had that all of the time. And I know my my friends that are moms, when they talk about morning sickness and what that felt like, that it was like, I was like, I feel like that all the time. (laughs) So you just don't, you're just not well. You're so not well. And so many people hide these symptoms because, or they try and run away from the symptoms or try and feel better. So then often it's, having some, you know, whatever they're doing, self-medicating or taking pills or doing something to kind of get them on track again. And I just feel like it's not really seen in the world for what it is at the moment. So yeah, it is, it's a big, it's a big issue in the world nowadays.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I've noticed a lot of with a lot of people that they experience these symptoms, but it's always that perpetual cycle. Like maybe they're just being weak and that goes for mm-hmm. male and female. Maybe, They're just not doing enough or maybe they're just like they have a a default, like a defect with their mind that they can't do it. And it's like, that's not what's going on. It's you're trying to do so much with so little that you're like, you only have 24 hours in the day. You only have so much rest. You you literally are trying to conquer the world in one day. And it's like something's going to break at one point or another.
0: Totally, and I always say it 's like it 's not that we like not strong it 's just that you weren 't strong or you were too strong for too long
1: mm. and
0: that 's the thing is that and i mean i 've got my ebook i 've written an ebook called Superwoman Unplugged. And just because it's Superwoman, men are welcome to read it as well. But it's very much the 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 feminine um, mindset nowadays is we have to push. We have to strive. We've got to be more like men. We've got to, you know, take over the world. And we have to be a really a good mom and a good wife and a successful career, you know, person and all these things and put so much pressure on ourselves. And in the end, you know, we feel like we have to be this perfect human being. And so many women are burning out. And so yeah, I've written this ebook, which is it's a free ebook, which I'd love to share with the listeners. It's on shinyquinn.com forward slash ebook. You'll find it. And just go there. It's quick, easy read. It's take you twenty minutes. But it kind of gives the the behind the scenes of why we've got to where we are nowadays and what were the the reasons why. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, women come from this history of you know, feeling like they, they've they been suppressed and they didn't have a voice, they didn't have a say. And so really had to show up and really had to do everything they could to to have equal rights. But nowadays, I feel like it's gone the other extreme. And right. then women are now like being so much in that masculine energy that it's mm. like, okay, I don't need a man now. I could do this all on my own. Right. But that's also causing this whole, yeah, everything's just out of balance. And, our superpower is actually being able to as women being able to really tap into that feminine energy and allow ourselves to slow down and this isn't just for women this is for everyone men women children but if we can all slow down and really tune in and let go of what is draining our energy and not trying to do a thousand things in one day like you said and then really be able to to that's when the magic happens because that's when you can really tune into what is our life purpose and what am I here for? And how can I give back? And how can I give back to not only my, my family, my community, but you know, the world and that, you know, why are we on this earth in the first place? Not to be killing ourselves working and trying to be the president of America or take over the world. Right. It really is just about, um, you know, if we could slow down a little. It's amazing what actually happens in our lives and how we open up to the magic that is there and that we just, yeah, it's so much easier to be in alignment and that's when I feel like life really flows. So there's a reason in my madness of this whole message of trying to get the world to slow down and and really just, yeah, be more in tune with themselves.
1: Without a doubt. How did you make that discovery where your energy has to be aligned? Like you were talking about You know, two years into your marriage, um, your husband was diagnosed with bipolar, but you were talking about you were already getting burned out, adrenal fatigue. How did you go from that to realizing, all right, something, I got to align myself here. Something's just not right.
0: Well, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a slow learner, so it's taken me a long time to figure that out. But literally life knocking me all over the place. I felt like I had been ridden over by a bus and it was almost like, okay, Shani, there's no other choice here. You just have to, you have to find balance. You have to do things in a different way. And, I mean, at that time, even before my husband was diagnosed with bipolar, we had started up our own graphic design agency together in advertising. So we were working in the company together. I was working; I was at my desk at five thirty in the morning, working till nine thirty at night, no break in between. And in amongst all of that, I remember going to the gym once and trying to do a an aerobics class. And I was in my twenties, and you got all these you know, all the ladies that had so much more energy than me. And I literally didn't have the energy. And I've always been someone who's been active and loved my dancing and could always move my body. And I just was totally flattened. And I was so surprised going, why don't I have energy to be able to get through one class here? And, and then at the same gym, there was a yoga session. So one day I went to the yoga session and I was like, Wow, like that shifted my life, really, because I felt so amazing after that class, because I realized yes, I'm moving my body, but it's not doesn't have to be crazy gym and Like if I'm not going to be sweating, I'm going to be putting on weight. Like that was always my mindset. And so just doing a a yoga class, which means like in that session, you're doing, you're moving your body. You're also doing breathing techniques. You're doing meditation. You know, you're really focusing on tuning into yourself you doing the relaxation. And I was like, wow, okay, this felt so different. And mm-hmm. from then I went to a yoga club, I mean, a yoga studio, which was very different to you doing the yoga at the gym as well. And absolutely loved it. And within a few months I had signed up to do my yoga teachers training and had done a, a workshop, a weekend workshop with my, my coaching mentor and it was all around purpose and intuition and this workshop on the weekend just blew my mind it was absolutely incredible and in that on that weekend I decided I'm leaving the advertising industry like it wasn't serving me I needed to get out of the company and I wanted to go be a yoga teacher instead now Mm -hmm. this is also in 2007 when yoga wasn't even a big thing no one knew what it was (laughs) it was very like a huge big risk a huge big um just trusting the process and taking a leap of faith. And I just knew this was something that I needed to do because I also felt like I wanted more meaning in my life and in my work. I didn't want Mm -hmm. to just make things look pretty, which is what I was doing to being a graphic designer. And so I wanted to really make a difference in the world. And yeah, I went and did my yoga teacher's training. That was 2007. And since then have taught more than 7,000 yoga classes. And it's just literally, that's what, changed my life was that shift and then doing the coaching program with my coach after that and getting into more life coaching which I did years and years and years ago and realizing that it's all connected and working more with different energies and not this whole mentality of we always have to push hard to get a result and so the combination of I mean, that was like the beginning of the journey. And since then I've studied traditional Chinese medicine. I've studied Ayurveda. I've studied, you know, working with the chakra systems. So all these ancient healing tools and they're all, it's incredible. They're all so beautifully aligned. And when you really tap into that, it's almost like this feeling of surrender and peace and going like, Oh, okay. I don't have to do this all on my own. I don't have to be pushing and striving all the time. And, and then eventually then doing my yin yoga teachers training, which was my big shift Mm. that was in, um, a few years ago. And that was when all the puzzle pieces kind of fell together for me, where I then developed my own program, bringing in all these ancient healing tools, as well as all the modern techniques and the, the modern life coaching tools and the scientific based, um, uh, yeah, like programs and things and put it all together in this one redesign your life program and so within that it is a balance of the taking action because we need to we need that masculine energy of otherwise nothing will ever get done we can't just float around mm-hmm. but we got to have that balanced with that yin feminine energy and we all have this masculine and feminine energy within us right. so it's all about like how do you merge the two how do you bring that back into balance and so that's essentially my um yeah, created this five step path to living yinli, which is essentially bringing more yin to your yang so you can stress less and live more. And that's how we live our best life.
1: Mm. I got a couple questions here from that. Sure. One. Go for it. Yes. One, let me what you were just talking about. Because there's there is so much masculine energy in the world. Like there's it's everywhere, you know? And do you feel like there's not, like, the feminine energy is what needs, is what's missing now? Because, I like, I tell, you know, men all the time, you, like, yes, we're, like, hyper-focused, hyper, you know, this all the time. But have you ever been around a woman that just has this great energy, like, she's fun to be around, she's funny, it's just a joy. Like, it just melts your stress away. That is feminine energy. So don't tell me that you just as likely don't need a female because we need a, that energy too, because that's what makes being able to be hard, enjoyable. So oh, I feel like totally. it's, it's so missing and being an expert as you yourself, do you feel like that is the one key ingredient that's missing in a lot of people's lives?
0: I would say yes to what you're saying. And I loved your um, how you described women in that space. And you know, when a woman is really radiating and you can just mm. as a man, you can just really feel that mm-hmm. I would say it's not necessarily. We need feminine. We need balance, which means that we need more feminine energy coming in. So it's right. not that we just need that. It's like, how do we balance that out? And because everything is so like the Western world, everything is so much in that, that that power and, action and, and striving and then masculine energy, which is so beautiful. Like it is so strong and it's, and it's so great to be able to talk to you about it, you know, being a man, because obviously it's very different, you know, being a woman, but it's about how do we come back to balance within ourselves as human beings. And I remember going on a training once and learning that, if we want to be in balance, then we want to have a, for ourselves, we all want to have a balance of 50-50 masculine feminine energy within ourselves. And I mean, this has got nothing to do with who you associate with or, you know, genders or anything like that. It literally is just a balance of that masculine feminine, feminine energy within ourselves. And in astrology, they call it the inner sacred marriage which I love because it's like Mm. your, your Mars and your Venus, your masculine and feminine, how Mm. does that come? And cause then it also, it means that you don't, you don't need somebody else to complete you. And that's what I really believe in as well. It's not having to not getting into these codependent relationships and having to rely on somebody else to fix and save you. And when you, this whole beautiful human being that has this balance of this masculine, feminine energy, then when you go into a relationship, then the relationship let's say it's a heterosexual relationship man woman then the masculine if he, for him to be in his masculine 70% of the time and for the woman to be in her feminine 70% of the time that's where the balance happens so it's so beautiful when you know men can really hold that space for women and you know be the The protector and you know have that strong beautiful energy and then the woman can and just kind of be her radiant flowy feminine self and and as a partnership that works so well together when we in our our energy whatever that is you're about 60 70 percent of the time but then for ourselves it's about that 50 50 balance so like i was saying like there's so many women who are now going, like, I don't need a man. Mm. And I would listen to friends of mine in Australia just talking about um, this friend of mine. He's such a sweet guy. And I love him to bits. And he held a door open. He's a lawyer in, in Sydney. And he held a door open for one of his colleagues. And she literally ripped him apart and was like, don't hold my door open. I can do it myself. And just, like, laid into him, this poor guy. And he's really? so sweet. And I know, and I just thought it's so crazy because women really, we really want, like deep down, we all want a gentleman that can, you know, that's going to open the door for us. And so I feel like we've lost that. And it's just so interesting listening to you and saying that men feel the same as well. That they're going like, I don't need a woman. I can, you know, I can achieve what I need to do without that. And not to say that we all need to, like I said, we don't all desperately need to be in relationships, but if you're a whole human being yourself, then you attract other people that are in on that same wavelength and on that same vibration. And that's where the power comes in with that feminine energy. It's about attracting in what we want in our lives. So attracting in the relationships, attracting in the clients, attracting in the the finances and the abundance that we want to create. Instead of having to always be, pushing and forcing and controlling because we all mm. know in life you try and control stuff and it never really works out how we plan it anyway
1: no so. no. no especially when you're like i'm going to take control of my finances i'm going to take control of my life i'm going to take control of everything and then when things aren't working out you get frustrated and then you're like why is nothing working and then here comes it's like a step-by-step process here comes the burnout here comes you know all this misery instead of Absolutely. just taking care of what you can take care of Totally, and all everything stuff
0: trying to control everything that's one of the biggest things and in my my program is literally the five steps is the first one is letting go so it's like let go of trying to be in control let go of you know what is not serving you let go of toxic situations or people or work you know environments and what is draining your energy and you need to really get clear on what that is And then be willing to release that. And so often people get so stuck in their comfort zones because they're like, okay, but I don't know any better. I'm just going to stay here and that's not helping anyone and if you Mm. don't actually let that go it's kind of like the universe will make it happen for you so like you might be getting retrenched or your partner might walk out on you or something will happen to make you you know be more aligned and I just see those as beautiful gifts in our lives because that also you know I've had enough of those in my life and that's when it's time to reassess everything and go okay things need to be realigned and Yeah, that first step is really like letting go, release what is draining your energy, what is burning you out. And burnout, a lot of it has to do with our mindset Mm. and our limiting beliefs. And I know for me, my belief was always I have to work hard to be successful. That's Mm. what was always driving me.
1: Yeah, I think that's with everybody. Everybody's taught you got to work 26 hours out of a 24-hour day. And that's every day. And it's like, dude, how are you ever going to live, you know?
0: Totally. And I can definitely, you know, say that that's not the way to go because I mean, in the last five years I've been living on in Bali, I've been living on a tropical Island and most people like hardly anybody's well, I mean, they are working, but it's a very, very, very different environment. No one's in the nine to five, you know, office job. We go to yoga at 10 o'clock in the morning and then we'll have a smoothie afterwards and have a chat and then maybe meet up with a client and work a little bit online. And, you know, so it is a whole different mindset and lifestyle, but also because we're living a very simple life there. And, you know, I, I did a whole huge sweeping of letting go of stuff. That's also Mm -hmm. a big thing. Letting go of stuff. We don't have to be accumulating a whole lot of stuff that is just weighing us down. So I had very little, um, you know, to very little expenses as well. And then you can live a much lighter, more carefree life. So it's all these mindsets that keep us stuck and thinking that being successful is having to work hard or having a great car and having a beautiful house and having all these things or having a thousand pairs of shoes. And Yeah, I suppose nowadays we have social media The way a lot of people are seeing all of this on Instagram and aspiring to that. And it's not to say you can't have nice things. It just, it's about not being attached to them. So if you lose all that stuff, who are you as a human being? And Mm. don't let that define you. And yeah, but, but I mean, I promise you, I felt so much lighter when I let all that go and then totally shifted my life and then went to Bali while I was running my retreats in Bali. And then it was about realizing how bad my burnout was. And it wasn't, I didn't just need sleep because I had been in an ashram for 10 days recovering after one of my um, retreats. Cause normally just take some time out for myself. And I was still, I was sleeping so much and I still felt so weak and I felt awful. And that's when I realized, Oh, wait a minute, something needs to shift and change that. And it's probably, it's not just rest that I need. There's more, there's a whole lifestyle and a whole life that I need to change. And in that mm-hmm. moment, I literally, the the guy that I was dating, I broke up with him because I said, I need to stay here in Bali for my healing journey. I, uh, you know, got rid of everything in my life before I'd left and, and I sold my company. I mean, at that stage, I'd built a whole wellness company and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I've got nothing left to give. And so sold my business and, yeah, I had did my own three month burnout and recovery program over that time. And the, it was more than just rest. It was a lot of it was that I needed to make rest my mind as well, not just the physical body. So what did I need to do to totally change that and change my mindset? And that's where. My ma- like a lot of my program is based on that, like my own personal experience and finding all the different healers and what worked for me. And I mean, I've had studied and been doing all these modalities for so long, but my mindset was still working too hard, putting too many hours in, giving to everybody else, not giving back to me. And even though I was doing all these healthy things that everyone says, like, you know, eating well, sleeping enough, um, doing my yoga, doing my meditation, I still burnt out. And mm. so for me, it was that mindset that needed to shift and change. And that was, yeah, that was pretty major having to to figure out how to do that.
1: Right. So how, how do you go about um, resting your mind? Because I feel like that's definitely easier said than done, especially for someone like me, because my mind is always wanting to go, 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 go. And I got to tell myself to just chill out.
0: Do more things. And yeah, exactly. Do you do any meditation or anything, Brett?
1: Right? Yes. So mm-hmm. actually, one thing that I do do is when I wake up, I um, it's still, you know, rather dark. So I sit in silence mm-hmm. and I just don't, like, I try not to think about anything. I just focus a little bit on breath and then just try to just not focus on anything. Like, it's almost like I'm not allowed to have, allow myself to be stressed, think about work think about any of these things and I do that for about five to ten minutes a day
0: amazing Mm. and how do you feel after that
1: there's such a big difference because I know the days that I don't complete it it's 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 like night and day I'm way too stressed out way too this that and I can feel it like even my own parenting I'm like I'm not the same father as I could be so I'm like all right Mm. I always have to make it a priority wake up man, that's it. I got to get my five to 10 minutes of silence in.
0: And it's almost like a non-negotiable because you know what happens if you don't. Mm. And it affects everybody else around you as well. It's not just you. So like you said, you're a better father and a better, you know, better human being when you're taking that time out for yourself. So yeah, I would say meditation is definitely, or just having some silence or just being able to, to have some space you know, helps so much. So it's a mind space and often we are so busy doing so many things and there's just so much noise in our life all the time. So whether it's being on social media or, you know, there's just, there's so much happening. Like, how do we take that time out? How do we quiet my mind? And I actually did a full day meditation day on the weekend with my TM meditation teacher. Cause I do transcendental meditation and it was so incredible, literally the whole day. We literally just totally did our yoga, our meditation, our breathing, our pranayama and relaxation. And we did a few rounds of these and then had nurturing food, had beautiful friends and company there. So we have a little chattering lunch. But essentially the day is just like digital detox. You don't have your phones around. You're taking two to three hours of just full rest. And when do we ever give ourselves that time to do that when life is busy and crazy? And so creating space is such a way, like a physical space in your diary, like block it out. When is like my me time is so important. And yeah, to create space in our mind is... It's just, it's so, it's almost like being able to do, do a gym session. You know, we have to make space for that in our lives. So it's the same with our minds. Like how do we then create a bit of mind space for ourselves? And my meditation teacher actually said, she reminded me, she said, you know, cause my one meditation was quite busy and my thoughts were like going crazy. And she reminded me that thoughts are actually stress. It's like stress being released. So when you're having a lot of thoughts, it just means that a lot of stress is being released from your body. And Mm. I love that because I was like, because you're so many of my clients and so many people come and say, Oh, I can't meditate because my mind just keeps on, you know, I can't get my mind quiet. And obviously eventually that we're kind of working towards that, but meditation isn't just to have a quiet mind. And so knowing that if you think if you've got a lot of thoughts it's actually like stress bubbles kind of releasing really? from you like that it's yeah it doesn't that make you see things a little bit differently yeah i,
1: mean, I gotta write this yeah. down so put it,
0: write it down yeah, i gotta write it down <laughs> yeah so i love that and it was just a reminder that when i have a busy, busy meditation there's still so many benefits you know for that as well and, yeah, meditation is so, it's so powerful, so powerful. And taking some time out, like you said, just five to ten minutes in your day. So many people say, oh, I don't have time for meditation. But then I see them liking and commenting on all my posts on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. No time for meditation, but you have a whole lot of time to scroll. Like, that is, yeah, what like are that. your priorities?
1: <laughs> Social media is like the biggest mind screw of them all. Like, <laughs> totally. How many business coaches, people that are millionaires, tell you about, you got to work all the time, all the time. But here they are on their yacht just talking about you can't ever take a break. But they're meanwhile taking a break right there, shooting that video, telling you how to get done. To do that, exactly. What is going on here?
0: Yeah, well, I'm the opposite. I'm like, have more space in your life, take more breaks, and you'll attract more success in (laughs) but yeah essentially that whole i mean there's there's so many tools and so many stories that i'd love to share and um but i mean I, like i was mentioned to you earlier i actually have a an online course called burnout to bliss and it's 47 dollars. it's like super reasonable because i want to be able to just give access to to people and essentially that is i share and i've actually written blogs as well so they can go and check out my website shinyquinn.com and to all your listeners out there and just go and read my blog I've written two so one is like my burnout and the burnt out yogi is what I was calling myself at that stage you know burning out having a wellness company it's just so ironic so it's my story of being the burnt out yogi and then also my burnout recovery journey so I literally document each when I was doing my three-month program I was Mm -hmm. documenting each week how I was feeling and what I was doing and I actually filmed it at that same time as well which was fascinating because I remember thinking to myself, other people are going to benefit from this. Other people are going to, you know, they're going to be able to, to also the other people out there that are also going through burnout. And I felt so awful in that moment. And on week one, I'm literally like crying in the camera and I was just so emotional and I could literally only do one thing, like go to the grocery store. And that was all I could do in the day. And I literally was in bed the rest of the time. So I've I've filmed that all and I put that all into a blog so people could see like the trans transformation that happened over those 10 weeks. And it's now I've got this burnout to bliss online course, which is you know, it's an hour video every day. There's a worksheet that happens every day. So it's super easy to be able to digest and covering the basics of how to how to support yourself and how to not burn out. So I would rather focus on burnout prevention rather than burnout recovery. And, you know, rather don't get to that point of total burnout like I did. And mm. so that, that Burnout um, to Bliss program or online course is really looking at your lifestyle habits, looking at um, your exercise, your health, your, your your nutrition and your eating. And um, also like the cycles of nature because I work a lot with that. So it's, it's a really simple one to be able to digest. And then... From there, I've also got my full 10 week life transformation program, which is essentially everything that I learned from my own experience, plus all the ancient healing tools that I've learned over the last 16 years, plus all the modern, like I said, life coaching tools and my own personal experience all bought into that one program. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's the
0: redesign your life program. And we go through, there's a weekly program and essentially each week is broken up into body, mind and soul. So we're looking at yoga. We've got, I've got yoga videos in there and it's awful and in beautiful Bali. So it feels like you, you're doing yoga outdoors. We look at um, meditation. We look at visualizations. We've got um, breathing techniques and mantras. So very much that holistic uh, side of things as well. And then looking at nutrition and life coaching questions. So really interesting and thought-provoking questions to help my clients really just look at their lives and go, okay, I'm at here at the moment. I'm feeling burnt out. What do I need to do to get to a better space? And if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. It doesn't matter how much money we have. It mm. doesn't matter what relationship you're in. You know, you could be the most successful person in the world, but if you are flattened with burnout, you just don't function. So we really need to focus on looking after ourselves. And yeah, I'm really passionate about this whole this whole journey and supporting my clients. So I've got those online courses that they can do in their own time, but then we can also do one-on-one coaching as well, where I really support them through that process. So it's essentially like a three month program. We do a whole roadmap for them in the beginning, looking at all areas of their life and then the online coach coaching, the online course. And then, yeah, just being able to, to really help them, you know, get to a totally different place. And it's just incredible to see, you know, the success rate of my clients and where they add afterwards and how they literally have changed the way they do things and totally changed their lives. So, yeah, very passionate about what I do yeah. and what I'm sharing, as you can hear.
1: It's beautiful. What are some of the things that you notice with your clients right away as soon as they're able to um, implement what you teach?
0: Well, actually, I've actually just been writing um, – an emailer to my database to share one of the stories of my client that uh, from the last two weeks. And she, she's a woman in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Which I Mm. find so fascinating because it's a very different Mm. culture to America and even to, you know, where I'm from in South Africa. And so talk about not having choices and women feeling trapped and yeah, a whole, whole different ballgame. Um, but she wanted to do things differently. So she doesn't want to be necessarily, she's 34 years old, doesn't necessarily want to be a mother, doesn't um, want to be married right now. And of course in their culture, it's like you, you grow up, you a woman, so you're a wife and you're a mother and that's your, your role. And she really wants to make a difference in the world. So when we connected, she was like, oh my word, I can't believe there's other women that are out there doing this. So it's been really beautiful to work with her. And we kind of, I think we're about halfway through the program now. And if you, mm. like two weeks ago, what you were working with her biggest limitation from stopping her from actually doing what she wants to do is fear.
1: Mm.
0: So she wanted to go from transforming from fear to more like trust, like trusting that the future will be okay. And that she is supported and that she will, you know, have the courage to be able to, to step out of this situation that she she's in at the moment. And so we did this incredible powerful coaching session and this one tool where it does take you back into your past. And, and the coaching is very much around looking at your present and your future and how we can get you to where you want to be. Whereas therapy is more about w- dipping into the past and and working on past traumas and things. So I don't normally, we don't really go into that too much, but this one specific session, there's an incredible, really, really powerful tool that I use that dips into a little bit of um, of um past stuff. And so we really worked on that for her. And after that session, it was really powerful and she yeah, had a big shift the next week when we had our next session, she was telling me the story. And she said that she had taken the day off and she had gone Mm -hmm. off to this amazing spa at this um, resort and had this incredible day. And, you know, everyone else is sitting on their cell phones and she's watching the birds. And, you know, mind was very still, felt very calm, had an incredible day of self-care. And then driving on the way home, she's now on the highway in the middle of nowhere. And she feels this you know, car and she smells, you know, the smell. And she's like, oh no, what's happened? So she stops the car and she gets out and her tire has totally burst. And it's like literally ripped into shreds. And she doesn't have any cell phone signal where she is. She doesn't have insurance to come and tow her car away. She's literally like totally stuck there. And she said, normally in that situation, she would be totally freaking out and wouldn't know how to handle it. And would just be, you know, like in this fear mode of not what's next. And she doesn't know what's going to happen. And she said, because she was in such a good space, because she had such a good day and she's been raising her energy and raising her vibrations. And we had had this session the week before and she's shifted her mindset and kind of, you know, it's always a process, but she had Mm -hmm. been releasing this fear. She said, she just laughed (laughs) in the situation. She's like, okay, well, I'm just going to trust the process and know that I'm supported and everything's going to be fine. And and i just love that that was what she was thinking and she said within 10 minutes she's decided okay she's going to start hitchhiking within 10 minutes these guys stopped and to help her fixed her car changed a tire drove her back home and on the way took her out to eat and made sure she had some food cuz they were like okay we need to make sure you're fed dropped her off at home made sure she was okay and she said in the end they were thanking her for being such like raising their vibrations because they thought she was amazing and she was telling them mm. all these stories and they said the same thing had happened to them a week before that and it took them six hours to wait for someone to come and stop for them so her lesson really was she's was like this was like a lesson from the universe to like put it into practice and mm. her lesson was that now that she had let go of this limiting belief and this whole idea of getting caught up in fear and um, she, you know, it's, I always believe it's always really about yeah, raising our vibration. And there's different ways of doing that. But for her, she had done that so much that the situation, even though it was tough, she managed to get out of it in a really smooth, calm way without any drama and trauma. And a lot of that happens with my clients is that all of a sudden life isn't so hard anymore, mm. you know, like they have mm. situations because life always happens. We can't avoid that but it happens in a way where it gets easier and easier and easier. And so it's like being in the flow and not being against kind of, you know, when you feel stuck and you're going against the flow and you're trying so hard and you're putting everything into it and it's just, nothing's working. Mm -hmm. Like my clients, most of their stories, it's about how things have shifted for them, where everything starts working and flowing and life is just like opening up for them. And yeah, I love that. I love hearing those stories.
1: Hmm. Sounds like she's really starting to uh, master the art of letting go of just letting the universe take care of what the universe has to take care of.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And trusting that, you know, we're in the right place at the right time or, or even if we feel like we're not, that there's a reason that this is all happening. And if we can just see the gifts in all of those situations and learn how to grow from that and evolve from that and not get stuck in this downward spiral the whole time. Because, I mean, you know what it's like. It's so easy to get stuck in the negativity. You know, life happens and it's, it's it can be really tough. It can be really hard. And it's not all about, you know, rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. I wish it was. <laughs> but right. we're here, I call it Earth School. We're here on Earth School to to learn and to grow and to evolve. And so, you know, stuff is always going to happen. It's just really about how we handle it and how we deal with it and what our what our response is to that situation. And Mm. so with my clients, a lot of them are, it's about working on how they can respond to those tough situations and things like yoga and meditation and doing less in their lives and letting things go. And yeah, all of that really, really helps. Mm. So yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole process, but essentially, you know, my, process is that step number one is letting go step number two is recharging so it's like how do we really recharge our batteries how do we plug in our energy again how do we really get to the, like we need to rest how do we balance all of that out and then step number three is all around our work and our purpose and what we do and making sure that we we feel like you know we really want to Get up and be excited about what we're doing. And, you know, feeling like you are happy with your choice and your job and your career. And it's not always going to be easy, but mm. at least feeling like we are yeah, making a contribution. So that's step number three. And then four is all around it's flourish. So that's all around relationships and how to maneuver or not maneuver, but how to really um, draw in and attract the right partner in your life. But you first need to be in love with yourself and being able to really, as I was talking earlier, have this this balance of this masculine and feminine and have that self-worth and have that self-confidence and value yourself first. So it's really working on that. And then mm-hmm. step number five is all about manifest. So then it is, how do you manifest in that abundance and whether it's financial abundance or just really, you know, all these beautiful gifts from the universe. And that was a perfect example with this client. She kind of attracted in help and support even when life was really tough. So yeah, those are the five steps. And and it all looks at different areas of our life, our lifestyle habits, our health, our work, our relationships, and and our wealth. And mm-hmm. so covers all of those different aspects. And when you are so in li- aligned with all of it, just life is beautiful and flows. And even when the hard stuff happens, we know how to handle it.
1: Mm, mm, I love that. You know, one thing I do want to go back to, step three. is Yes. Because I feel like that's so, so like incredible to unlocking somebody's like vibration and just like their, their energy, like their masculine energy, their feminine energy is meaning. How do people find more meaning in their life? like their purpose that one's people get tripped up on that so many so much so I mean they can hear me talk about it so many times but I like how you deliver it so I want to hear your thoughts on that
0: well thank you um yeah meaning wow and purpose I feel like purpose people get so freaked out by or just get stuck with like, I have to live my purpose. And then are so busy searching their whole lives, trying to figure out what job is on purpose for them. (laughs) But, you know, and it can be, it can be very stressful actually. And a lot of pressure, especially nowadays in our lives, it's not like our parents, our grandparents who went and did a job and they're a teacher or, you know, an accountant or something like nowadays, there's just so much variety. It's like, what do you choose? And how do you know that this is on purpose for you? But what I learned from my my mentor is mm-hmm. she says, um, your purpose isn't what you do, it's who you are. Mm. Mm. And I feel like that is so powerful because your purpose is really being more you. And if we could all just be more of ourselves and knowing ourselves more, then imagine how powerful and how incredible the world would be because we're not all trying to be social media influencers, or we're not all trying to be the next, you know, the latest fad. Like some people are meant to be accountants because that's who they are. And that's just what they're good at. And that's where their gifts are. And if mm. we can all just tap into our gifts, then we'll have this beautiful variety of of people in the world doing what they love. And when people wake up in the morning and, are excited to go to work and are doing what they love. Then I mean, that will totally radically shift the world mm. because we're not all. Yeah. Cause everyone is actually excited and, and inspired and out there making a difference. And, but it's essentially, it's about discovering what your gifts are mm. and then being able to work with that. And in my program, we do, there's a lot of different tools on knowing ourselves more. So like what, it, like almost like pet personality tools. And we use a variety of things from astrology to all sorts of things, like your birth chart, because there's, and what I love is just doing this research on myself. I've looked at all these different modalities and they all say exactly the same thing about me. They just say it in a different way.
1: Really? So
0: that's what's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so powerful is that you'll be the same. If you look at human design or if you're looking at your Enneagram, if you're looking at your astrology birth chart, or if you're looking at your wealth dynamics or, you know, there's so many different things of looking, you know, way of of learning more about yourself, but they all tell you the same thing just in a different way. Cause that's Mm. who you are. That's your essence. That's who you are. You are as a person. And when you know that, you know what career is going to be best for you. You know whether you're meant to be out there being a speaker and being on stage or if you are better supporting somebody else and being in the background and being the organizer and the planner. So once you know that about yourself, then you're not trying to force anything. You're not trying to be in a job or in a career that somebody else says would be good for you or somebody else thinks you should be doing. And this whole thing of like living this life that we should be living just, oh my word, it drives me crazy because yeah, so many people are studying things because their parents think uh, they'll earn a lot of money off that or, you know, anyone. It's just that a lot of us are doing things for other people. We're not necessarily doing it for ourselves. And the more you know about you, the easier it is to live on purpose because you're like, ah, oh, okay, I know that I'm good at this. I know this is where my gifts are. I'm not so good at that. So I'm not even going to go down that road. And it just makes life so much easier to find that meaning. Really? And you feel it. We all feel it when we're on purpose. Like it's like that, that internal inner spark and that drive. Right. And then you just want to do these things and you're excited to talk about it with everybody else. And so you want to make a difference. You want to, whatever that is for you. So yeah that's really important to have that meaning and have that purpose. But the one thing I learned is that even though we can be on purpose we can still burn out.
1: Oh yeah. And that's
0: what happened to me in my second burnout. Yeah.
1: Without a doubt. So then real quick how you're saying astro- astrology can help you find yes. your purpose my right? exactly. your personality traits. Yeah. Like what um is there any specifics cuz I knew this lady once um and there's, like, gosh, I am not too big. I'm not too familiar with astrology, mm-hmm. um, even though I should. Like, it's really great. People love to talk about astrology, so <laughs> I should definitely dabble into that. But I forget what what she was like. There's some like how the sun or moon lines up. Like that's how you you're really, um, your real personality traits come out. I can't even okay. remember what it was called. But I remember seeing, yeah. you know, the chart that she had made for me. And I was like, wow, that's spot on. Like,
0: Wow. Did you find spot that? on. Yeah. And I was yeah. like,
1: because I was never one to, to be a believer in astrology, you know, when somebody like a daily horoscope is going to tell me how my yeah. life's going to be lived. But that could yeah, easily good. be into, you know, I like, I got to let go sometimes of control. <laughs> but so astrology. Mm. You know, is there any like specific astrology?
0: Yeah. So, astrology, I feel like astrology kind of has a bad rap because of the, the horoscopes in
1: the newspapers. Right, right, right.
0: And they'd have like, oh, yeah, because you're a Cancer, you're going to on Monday at five o'clock, you're going to meet this tall, dark stranger or something. You know, that's, like it's just, a, that's you me. know. A...
1: I'm the Cancer. So, like, <laughs> How well, are you? Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So, it was like, I never agree, like, I'm going to be. I'm just moody, and I'm like, I'm not just moody. But I don't get. (laughs)
0: There's so much more to me, exactly. Right, and it's so true. Like people have this perception of you because you like you this one this uh, this one archetype. But what I've learned is that there's um, it's not just all based on our moon sign. And so much of astrology has always been like oh, just looking at your horoscope, which is your moon. I mean, sorry, your sun sign. Um, so normally, it's like everyone's looking at their sun sign, and there's obviously there's different. There's different um, schools of astrology and different schools of thought. So they might be looking at different things, but I'm very interested and fascinated with shamanic astrology. And And how do you spell that? Shamanic.
1: Shamanic astrology? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shamanic astrology. And there's an incredible, my astrology, or my astrologist and my astrology teacher, his name is Levi Banner, an American guy who's been, living in Bali with us for years and years and years working at the yoga barn. And I first went to him, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago for a session. And it blew my Mm. mind, totally blew my mind. Like you were saying, it's so on point and so appropriate. And you can even do um, relocation readings where you can see which part of the world is going to really support you in your lifetime or where you should be living. And so I remember doing a reading with him and he said to me, right now, you're going through this phase. So you're going to be like four years of your life is like, just, you need to just, well, he's not saying you need, but there's a cycle or cycles that I was in where it's really good to just focus on myself. And mm-hmm. I remember going, what do you mean? I'm not going to be allowed to build any businesses or, you know, go out there in the world and make an impact. And he was like, "This that's not the time. This time is for you. And that was when I'd actually burnt out and I was debating whether to stay in Bali or not. And he looked at my chart and he said, Bali will be really good for you because it's going to be so good and nurturing and nourishing. So yeah, that's the, like I literally made my decision in that in that session to like, okay, well, I'm staying. This is where I need to be. And so it's super powerful. And with the shamanic astrology, they're not just looking at your sun sign. You look at oh, your whole chart. So essentially what you want to do is look at your birth chart. And that then gives you a whole description of your essentially like your personality of who you are when you arrived in this world and astrology is essentially it's a science so there's scientific you know facts and and it's on the stars essentially but there's so much to to learn and to read and to study and oh yeah there's there's a lot to discover but in, um, once you know your birth chart, specifically around career and work, if you're looking at your, your midheaven, they call it MC in shamanic astrology, then your midheaven, whatever that archetype is, is will determine what um, kind of route or how you'll show up in your career. And, mm. for example, my MC is – so I can just give you an example of my chart. My MC is, um, is Gemini. And Gemini is very much the the playful fun archetype. So Gemini is almost like the Peter Pans. You know, we never really want to grow up. We just want to go and have fun and travel around the world. And yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely me. So it's this really like young energy. And but Gemini's are really good at communication. So Mm. communication, especially from a, a career point of view, for me showing up in a way where I know that I can talk to my people or my audience in their language so i can take something like astrology and make it make sense for them in their everyday life and it just comes naturally to me it's not something that i've ever had to work on or i've had to study it's just who i am and being able to talk and communicate feels simple and easy for me it feels like it flows Mm. and then if you look at your rising sign your rising sign is your ascendant my ascendant is leo and the leo energy is very much Stepping into your power, stepping into your light and stepping into and owning that that leadership role and being able to um almost like step onto stage so I've got this this Gemini and this Leo and I was just like I know that I'm meant to be out there sharing the message that I'm so passionate about and being able to support people on their journey and being the leader and and being the example because that's the Leo energy it's all about self-love as well it's like how can you really own and and work on your self-love work on your value and you just kind of inspire people because of who you are because you are radiating this certain energy and so for me it's like okay the more I can step up into that Leo self and then have that communication support from my MC. I was like, okay, I know that I'm on purpose. I know that I'm doing the work that I'm meant to be doing and to be able to be out there and share this with the world. Mm. Whereas I've got other friends who are got the Capricorn um, archetype and she's really good at organizing stuff. So she was really good at organizing like the back end of retreats. And that's where I burnt out because I was trying to organize all these retreats with all these ladies and I was doing all of it. I was the facilitator. I was the star. I was doing like the, you know, holding space for women and the facilitation, which is what I love. And that's good for me and my purpose. But then I was also doing the back end and the organizing and making sure the taxi guy was there on time and organizing all their flights and there was just so much behind the scenes and that burned me out and it drained my energy because that's not where my life was coming from. That's not what drives me. That's not what. I yeah what is part of my purpose whereas my friend it's part of hers and so in other words going into business together or doing a project together would be a really great combination so Mm. it's good to know these things about yourself and the people that you're working with because then you're like okay cool like I know now I'm like I'm not organizing any retreats I need to get support with that but I know where my role is and that's really being the facilitator yeah so it's super powerful to to learn this about yourself as well
1: yes you know, now that you've uh, shed light on that, what I was talking about earlier, yes, this is what uh, I was talking about, the birth chart, the rising sun, yes. so it's It's very spot on, just as you were saying, very yeah. spot on. So Amazing, almost and can you life.
0: remember, yeah, can you remember what your rising sun is?
1: I don't think it was Aries, I, I can't, it was... It was one where, like, the, per- like, the person's very dynamic.
0: Mm-hmm. That's part so, of Aries. Like,
1: it it could have been that. Like, I know it started with an A. Okay, A.
0: yeah. A- Aquarius, you get Aquarius and you it get wasn't Aries, Aquarius. but... Aquarius is very different energy to yeah. Aries is very much, they, they driven, they very yeah. much, um, they like the warrior, the warrior energy and they have like this one pointed focus and they just like, okay, I have this mission and I need to go out there and do that. And especially when there's a, a purpose behind the mission, then they're very, very driven. So yeah. your rising sign makes so much sense because you also meant to be doing this and, you know, pro- progress lifestyle and your podcast and what you're talking about is very much driving and inspiring other people and you, this warrior Aries energy. So yeah, you seem to be perfectly aligned. <laughs> your yes. Purpose.
1: Yes. That that was it. And I remember seeing that and I was like, wow, that is yeah. really, like it, it, it made me double think, you know, like, Maybe what I you know, thought was just totally wrong about astrology. So I, I really enjoyed that of just yeah. having an open mind to open my mind to the whole thing.
0: Exactly. And it's, we don't even have to believe in it or not believe in it. It's just there's this fact. It's like electricity. You don't have to believe that electricity works. You just need to turn on the switch you know, because it does. So the more knowledge, the more we know about ourselves, the more information you have, the more choices you can then make that are aligned with you. And yeah, and I mean, this is what I do with my clients is when we get to step number three and we're working on their purpose and their alignment, we look at their astrology birth chart. I give them a full rundown on their um, all their different archetypes and what's going to really help and support them. And then we also look at the Ayurvedic Dasha, which is this whole like ancient healing um, modality from India. So it's also been around for 5,000 years, It's very much aligned with yoga. And that also shows you like what kind of exercise is good for you, what kind of foods are good for you and looking at your personality around that. And then, then they can then work on, okay, now what path do I want to be creating for myself? And once you have that knowledge and that information, then life just gets so much easier because then you're like, okay, cool. And we can then look and see, Is it good for her to be in her own business or is it better for her to be, um, you know, be part of a team and and actually work for, still stay in with her corporate? Or is, I mean, I had one, and I mean, I know I keep on talking about women because I am, you know, this is my main. I invited
1: you on the show because I wanted to hear (laughs) what you had to say. So you talk any way you want Mm -hmm. to talk.
0: Thanks. But I mean, I have had a lot of male clients as well. So I've done a lot of work with men and especially in the corporate world, I've done a lot of corporate wellness and through my program too. And I had a client last year, he was um retiring. So he was in his sixties and trying to now figure out what is his purpose now after and very successful doctor. Like now that he's stepping out of that space, what does he want to do? Yeah. And I was just so fascinated that, you know, men or this guy who super successful, very corporate, was so interested and open to learning about his astrology and his mm. Ayurvedic doshes and all this weird and wonderful stuff. And by the end, he was like, wow, like the Western world has so much to learn from the Eastern philosophies and things too. And I believe if we can work with both of those and really combine that, you know, how powerful is that? So, yeah, like that's definitely something that we work with with regards to the envision, which is step three, which is really envisioning what your dream life would look like and and how you're going to create that for yourself. So, yeah,
1: Perfect. Mm. Ooh, I love it. What's mm. a uh, what's a typical life for you down there? <laughs> like a, what a typical well, day just, you know, you wake up. I, I don't even know the weather. I know it's nice all the time.
0: Yes. So, okay. So at the moment, I'm actually, I'm in South Africa in Cape Town. But as I said, I have been living in Bali for the last five years. So a little bit different between these two places, but essentially my day, my day is pretty much the same. No matter where I live, is I normally, so I wake up in the morning without an alarm clock and. I love out that an I need alarm to do clock? that with no alarm clock. Ooh. I don't know when last I set an alarm. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have to, I don't structure anything. I don't set anything uh, super early in the morning. And so I naturally wake up according to when my body is ready to wake up. And sometimes most of the time that's with the sunrise, it just works mm-hmm. out that way. But sometimes my body needs more sleep and I'll sleep till eight. Sometimes I'm waking up at five, who knows? So mm-hmm. there's no specific, like I have to do this every single day. And so it's just naturally when my body's had enough rest it'll wake up. And then, then I wake up and I do my 20 minute meditation every day. So TM, wake up, sit up in bed, do my meditation and just really get into the right zone. Like you were saying you do for your day as well. And then um then I'll decide about my yoga. So I normally tune in, see how my body's feeling on that day and go, do I feel like I need something more power yoga or do I need something more relaxing and more gentle, more yin yoga? Or do I me maybe need to go to a spinning class and or hike up the mountain or swim in the ocean? Like what does my body need from an exercise and movement point of view? And then yeah, then I'll kind of look at my work day and I'll have um a coaching session I don't do more than one coaching session a day so I'm, I'm mm. I keep my my clients I really want to focus on my clients so I don't like to pile in too many sessions and so I can give them the most energy and also so that I don't burn out again so I only take on two new clients every month, which is, yeah, it's not a lot of clients for the what I work I want to do, but I know that, that then it's going to really serve them so that they feel nurtured and nourished. And so, yeah, one session of, of clients a day and then being able to like connect with my social media team or whatever and make sure or my VA and make sure that they all briefed on what's happening. And, and I always, like write my own social content and create their own videos and things, but then I get them to outsource. I will not outsource, I outsource to them so they can repurpose it all so that it kind of gets spread around. Um, and it's not me having to kind of be on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I may be able to make sure that the clients that have maybe finished the program, they're still feeling nurtured and nourished. So, you know, and also people that aren't clients yet being able to put stuff out there and free content so that they can get a sense of who I am and what I'm offering and, just the bigger picture. So there's like that kind of um, work, which I love because it's also very creative and I love being creative and sharing the message, of course. And then, yeah, maybe like lunchtime is my biggest meal. So I'm normally eating a big meal at lunch. I always have breakfast as well. But lunch, I might go out to a, a restaurant or a cafe or co-working space and do some computer time while I'm having lunch or meet up with a friend, who knows. And then when I'm in Bali, then... I normally end off my day with a massage, which is amazing because <laughs> you can because works. they're everywhere and it's super affordable. Have a massage or maybe during the week, I like to just have really quiet evenings. So just do, um yeah, some spend a lot of time, uh, not really socializing all that much because I can be a bit of a social, social bunny. So then on weekends, it's more connecting with friends. And when I'm in Bali, we go on a Friday night is always going ecstatic dancing and that's, we at the yoga barn and ecstatic dancing is amazing. It's like, there's no alcohol, there's no drugs, there's no cell phones, there's no shoes, there's no talking. So you literally just get on the dance floor and dance. Yeah, I know it's incredible. (laughs) And there's, it's packed. There's 150 people on the dance floor every week. And that's what you do on a Friday nights in the wood. And so you meet up with all your friends and have a chat and have dinner afterwards. And it's really social and fun. And then, yeah, I mean, there's so many different Things on the go there, which is, you know, all these conscious events. So, whether it's sound healing or cacao ceremonies, or yeah, there's so many things happening. So, that's my life when I'm there. Mm. And then when I'm not in a boat, I'm also often on the island, one of the islands. And then, like, the island that I spend a lot of time on is called Gili Air Island. So, it's just off Bali and it's so tiny it takes an hour to walk around the whole island so it's like it's minute and there's no motorized passport on there so there's no cars there's no scooters there's literally you walk or you cycle or you can hire a horse cart to like take luggage and things and so it's such a different life <laughs> to living in a city and mm-hmm. then you're nice. waking up in the morning and we're going stand up paddling at sunrise or going swimming a lot in the ocean I love that so yeah. I mean, obviously my work is really important, but so is having a, a life and so living yeah. a life. And so for me, success isn't about having this huge, big business or, you know, being a millionaire. It's about having a, a balanced lifestyle. And I want to be able to just chill and go swimming in the ocean in the morning if I want to. So that's the life that I've created for myself in Bali. And now being back in Cape Town, Cape Town's my, my hometown. So my family is here. My friends are here and. My relationships here now, and so it's really about um connecting with that community, those people again. We spend a lot of time outdoors as well, in nature, going for full moon hikes, and doing a lot of yoga. So that's it's my life. Like uh, what I'm teaching to everybody else is what I'm living every day. And then yeah, then there's the uh, you know going off and doing a, a speaking event or doing a corporate wellness um, event or being on a podcast like here with you so it's a full life but it's very balanced and not to say there's not like anxiety and hardships or tired times that can be really challenging of course they are but Mm -hmm. it's just really how to handle that stress along the way and got to still keep on reminding myself to not pile in too much (laughs) So trying to keep myself balanced but yeah that's kind of essentially what my life generally looks like and I love travel so I love being able to connect with people all over the world and being able to visit all these various places. But it's always about keeping my energy in check and just knowing how I'm feeling in that moment and putting a lot of fire breaks, I call them a lot of space in my diary so that I don't pile in too much. And, um, and just having like some space to be able to, yeah, be flexible Mm. as well and let life happen.
1: Do you feel like whenever you start waking up too many times that, you got to do something you're like I don't really want to do it when that starts to build up that's a clear sign that you got to clear more space in your day to be like right, I got a, more time for me because I'm getting way totally. too that that feeling shouldn't happen too much
0: totally and I mean I was even getting that recently because my September my next month is coming up is like sure it's quite full, on. there's a lot actually happening because I'm heading back to Bali I'm doing retreats in October and so yeah, there's a lot to squeeze in before I go back. And I was just looking at my diary and straight away, I'm like, oh, like feeling a little like, oh, anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to put this all in? How am I going to handle it? And as soon as I start feeling that and that whole like, it's just life when, when we have this feeling where like everything starts closing up, then I'm like, okay, no, I need to create more space. So then – Yeah, it's not setting up a whole lot of other meetings. It's just like, okay, I need to block out some more free time and then see what happens. And if in that moment I've got a whole lot of energy, great. Then I can meet up with somebody or set up another meeting or do more work, but rather have a little bit more breathing space in my diary to to let things flow naturally. Because when everything is so contrived and so organized and so like one thing's you know, specifically after the next, then there's no breathing space for for error, first of all. So when something goes wrong or we're late, then it messes up the whole day. And, um, but if there's a little bit of breathing room, then you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about rushing. And that just takes so much stress out of our lives. And it's also part of the slowing down and the letting go and doing less. And my, my ebook is all around, you know, Superwoman Unplugged. It's all about how we can live our best life, but by doing less.
1: Mm. And
0: we can, we can, we can live our best life, but it doesn't have to be doing too much. It's like, how can we do that in a different way?
1: Mm. Love it. Real quick, what are just some tips and tricks that people can incorporate right away to prevent burnout from coming? Or they're on the path to a little bit of burnout and just to get themselves realigned? Yeah,
0: beautiful question. And I'd say the first thing is, yeah, slow down slow down write down clear out your diary do what you can to to do less essentially like i was just saying um don't say yes to everything like i know i was also a year school before it's like learning the power of saying no and even if we feel like we because we want to we want to give back to everybody else we want to help everyone it's about really containing your own energy and having boundaries so saying no is really important for your own energy and so eliminating some of the things in your diary saying no to things that are coming up and start looking after your energy levels like that is really important and i always say if you're because when we talk about vibration kind of get a sense like we all have this intuition and this feeling of something feels right or it doesn't Mm. and if something doesn't feel right for you then you'll sense that And so I always say like gauge it, gauge it in a naught out of 10. Does this, does this serve me? It's a nice question to ask. Does this serve me? If I go to this place or if I say yes to this meeting, will it serve me? Will it take, if I take on this client, will it serve me? And then you start making decisions and choices around your intuition and what's going to support you and your health rather than, Doing it from your mind and what's going to maybe support your bank balance, if that makes sense. And in the end, it's all going to be supporting you anyway. So the finances will just flow. So saying no to things, cutting things out your diary, giving yourself some space, and really then starting to tune in to yourself of like listening to your intuition. What does my body need right now? Sometimes it needs a piece of chocolate cake, and that's okay. Or not chocolate cake. Maybe you ever just a slice of chocolate. Who right. knows? Right. Maybe but you get a sometimes. Client. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's not about depriving ourselves either. It's like having that balance. And so Mm. tuning into your body, tuning into your intuition. And so rating a nine out of 10, I always say, see if you can live a seven and above, because we're not going to be 10 out of 10 all the time, but a seven and above of like, how happy am I in the situation? How is this going to, is this going to serve me? Yes or no? Like, where is that on the scale? And when we're making those choices coming from a place that's like this internal knowing and our intuition and this inner voice and this guidance that just guides us into being more in flow. And then, yeah, then the letting go, the letting go of what is not serving us. And by doing that, then we can start in this whole process of what is my purpose and how can I make a difference in the world? But you can't do that if you don't have any energy, you can't even think that way if you're burnt out. So the starting, it's the step-by-step process of doing things slowly and yeah, looking after your nutrition, getting enough sleep, eating well, having regular exercise, get some yoga in there, do meditation. And as I said, I share this all in my Burnout to Bliss program or the online course. It's super simple actually, but there's so many people that aren't doing this. And I see this with my corporate clients as well. I mean, I had one guy, he was a high-end manager Super intelligent guy, didn't eat during the day, drank t- 10 cups of coffee and with two teaspoons of sugar in it and then wondered why he couldn't function and why he had a headache at the end of the day. I'm like, yeah. well, it's simple, <laughs> really, eat something. Yeah. So it's about nurturing ourselves. It's those, the, we all know this information, but we sometimes forget about all of it when we're on this path of I have to be successful and I have to push through. And so being more gentle on yourself, being more compassionate, taking time out, resting. And resting doesn't mean lying in front of the TV, watching Netflix. It literally is like close your eyes and sleep. Mm. And yeah, like those are just a few little tips and tools. But yeah, I hope that makes a lot of sense. But it really is really coming back to basics and how to simplify your life rather than make it more complicated.
1: Mm. I love the basics. Everything, Mm. the foundation on everything is basic. Mastering the basics. Totally. And just totally. real quick for my female listeners, because I do have female listeners, um, yeah.
0: Hello, what James. are some,
1: like, things that they can do to get some of that feminine energy back? Because it's so, like I said, it's such a beautiful thing when women are just fully in their feminine. It's yeah. it's one of the, like, especially with my daughter, when she's in her feminine, it's such a joy. It's like nothing that's else cute. matters.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. How old is your
1: daughter? She's six
0: oh that's such a great age my Mm -hmm. little niece is five and they're just gorgeous at that Mm -hmm. age and and they are they're really in their feminine energy at that age like they just they are such beautiful princesses and prancing around and absolutely gorgeous and somewhere along the line I, i don't know it gets beaten out of us i think but um yeah feminine feminine energy how to tap into that i would say especially for the ladies in their 30s and 40s it's about really tuning into your cycle. So my, you know, we all have cycles in our lives and men have this as well because we have the the seasons. So those are like kind of the bigger cycles in the year and knowing when, like in winter, it's really good to be hibernating more. Summer is great to like get out there and do more stuff. So looking at the seasons of the year, then within each month, looking at the moon cycle and mm. when it's full moon, which from us today, actually it's full moon in Pisces, it's about um, you know, taking that time to rest over full moon and, and be grateful. And so tapping into that. And then for women, we've obviously got our own menstrual cycle that we're working with as well. And what I've noticed, and especially in our striving, you know, superwoman life that we are all living is that women forget to nurture and to look, forget to look look after themselves. And we haven't been taught to do that over that period. So when we're going through our cycle, we just keep on pushing through. We keep on working hard. We keep on, going to gym and exercising and it's actually totally going against nature. So it makes things much harder for us. We land up having huge, big symptoms of, you know, cramps and, um, just everything's unbalanced. Our hormones are unbalanced. And so, like I literally live by my cycle. I take three days out of the month and I don't plan anything in my diary. I block everything out. I don't plan any meetings. I don't plan any social (laughs) events. Like I'm not available. I'm in my moon cave and I need to rest. Mm. So working with our cycle, then we know. And then then obviously two weeks later, I'm like, okay, I've got so much energy. I need to be out there in the world and I want to connect with people again. And by doing that, we're then giving ourselves enough rest during the month to rest when we need to rest. And it's our body's way of telling us, slow down, rest, this is what you need right now. So when we're working with our own cycles, then, then we have that time every month to rest and recover. And then we're like, okay, now I've got energy to go again. So that's just like one way to help women, especially to not, to not be burning out. And while we're doing that, we're then getting tapped in, taking that time out, slowing down, being able to tune into our feminine energy and be more gentle and compassionate ourselves means that we then have that energy to be in that, that feminine space and just own being a woman own that we don't have the strength and the capacity that men have. Cause we don't, we're different. And I know everyone's always like, you know, women live and we all, we all equal. And I always say that I don't see men and women as equal. I feel like we are complementary and men have certain qualities, women have certain qualities. And if we could just really be in that space of owning those qualities, then that's also a beautiful way of being able to complement and support each other along the way. So for women, I highly suggest read my ebook. I've got a whole lot of tips in there of how to really bring more of that yin energy, that feminine energy, and really magnetize and attract and Manifest what we want in our life rather than having to push and strive and try and achieve it and be in that too much in that masculine role.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. You're probably one of the first people that I've heard talk about that. Um, there's complementary, like it's not equal, it's complementary because there and is. How
0: does that feel for you as a man hearing that?
1: What do you mean? Like,
0: but just like that, you know, it's not a woman now saying, "Oh, but we're equal." We actually like we complement each other. How does that? How does that resonate for you? Does it feel, "Oh, yeah, I get what she's saying," or does it feel like for you, no, that doesn't that doesn't resonate for you?
1: No, it does resonate because it's oh, okay. it's it's well, so true. Like, thing you touched on it. There's things that men are built to do. There's things yeah. that women are built to do. Yeah. And so when two those two, you know. The yin and the yang come together it's beautiful yes. like it, you know i've t- i've had fortunate to, you know been in a few relationships where the woman was just totally her feminine it's just like one of the most beautiful things that can ever experience especially as a man oh uh,
0: that's so great to hear And actually in my ebook, I was um, sharing a a story in there from uh, an ex-boyfriend and he. I found a letter recently that he had written and just his interpretation and his version of when he met me, I was actually going through my burnout. So I was very much in my energy and having to rely on a man to (laughs) kind of do things and help me because I couldn't do it myself. And then at some point I was moving out of my offices and my yoga studio and he came to help and. And I was back in that like organizing masculine space and he was like, whoa, I don't even know who you are right now. And so interesting hearing his perception of when I was being, he felt it like too much in my masculine. And I felt like I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm back on track again. And, you know, I'm not being this messy, emotional version of me. And, and in fact, he loved that more feminine side. So. It's interesting to hear the, ma- the male's perception of it and his his interpretation. And yeah, so in the ebook, it's a great story of what his view was of when I thought I was in power and I was like on top of the world and I knew what I was doing. And what how he saw that. And it's so wonderful to hear you both also say like, you know, being in relationships with women who are really in that feminine energy and how. I can just imagine for a man, it must be really amazing because then you feel like you can really do your role as well, which is that protector and, you know, supporter and being able to hold that space for her. So, yeah, it's wonderful that you've had that experience.
1: Right. But not only that, but it's beautiful, you know, for a, a woman too, when a man is totally in his masculine. Oh yes. Because, you know, we hear so many times like, Men have to be more emotional and all this stuff. And it's like, sure, but you have to really explain what that means. And I had another female on and I was explaining to her, like, that's like as simple as, you know, you see your woman, you come home, like she had just done her hair and like, she looks great. It's like being able to truly embrace her and just like, wow, I love what you did with your hair. And then you're like, on the spot, you know what, we're going out tonight, let's go. And that, love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's just, amazing. but just being able, as a man, walk through the door and like, it's nothing that a woman has to say. You can just feel it. You can sense it. You can see it in her eyes. And it's just, it lights up and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. everything that, you know, the hardest day I just put in, just, you know, and the stress that it doesn't matter anymore. Like that. So with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what, how beautiful you walk in, you've got this, you know, she's made an effort as well. And she's just in her beautiful feminine. And you know what you did in that moment, which is so incredible. You totally owned your masculine and you're like, and you took action. Like, okay, come, let's go out and celebrate this, you know, and let's do something about it. You didn't just sit down and go, okay, well, you know, where's my dinner and I've had a long day and moan about your work office (laughs) day or whatever the story is. So like you were really just being in your beautiful masculine self. She was being in a beautiful feminine self. And it just was this incredible experience experience that you know you still remember now and so if we can all just be the best versions of ourselves then you know then we can show up in a beautiful way for our partner and for everybody else in the world so yeah the, that's that I just feel like that is how we can be living our best life is really how to be the best version of you and whatever that means for yourself as well so for us women to be more our feminine for you guys to be in your masculine but both of us all of us to be able to still be vulnerable to still show our emotions to be open to be honest to be caring you know those qualities all come through as well so yeah being more human i suppose and trying to be less superheroes
1: yes i love that just be more human be
0: more human be more
1: you yeah sharni where can people find you again
0: They can find me. My website is shinyquinn.com. So definitely go through there. I've got a whole lot of blogs and inspiration for you there. And I'm often on, well, I'm always on Instagram. So Instagram is probably the best social media platform, but I am on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. But on Instagram, I'm shinyquinn underscore wellness. And then, yeah, I would love to offer your listeners also, uh, offer 30 minute free coaching sessions to just really support and hear where they're at and then see if there's any way of whether it's my program or my online courses or coming with me to on a retreat to Bali or you know how I can really support them on their journey and help them to live their best life so they welcome to it's all um you can just go onto my website and you'll find that that link go to my contact page and you'll be able to book a free a free 30-minute coaching call with me um, but otherwise, yeah, sign up for the ebook and then there'll be regular weekly wellness tips and inspiration that I share. And I would love to hear from them as well. So all you listeners out there would love to hear your feedback on what Brett and I have been discussing today and, you know, your thoughts around how you feel about everything that we've spoken about and just, just connect in general. Would love to, to connect and chat and create this, you know, this big, beautiful tribe in the world where we all just, yeah. You know, living our best lives, making the world a better place and doing so, you know, what, breaks, what your message is about, Brett, you know, your pure, pure progress lifestyle, like doing the best that we can with what we've got.
1: Mm. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And yeah, I love your line about making your own way. Like, how do we do this? How can we do this in our own way? So I'm very grateful for you to um, yeah, reach out and have me on the show and love the chat. And I can't believe we can talk for so long about all this stuff. I'm sure we could just carry on talking for hours, oh, yeah. but I suppose we do need Easily. to stop at
1: some point. Easily. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah. lovely to meet you and thank you so much. And yeah, I look forward to just staying connected really.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I'll see you. Thank you so much.